Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Access All Areas. I am Stephen Lang. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babes? Well, I've just about recovered from uh, Mighty Hoopla and the Jubilee weekend, but I'm doing all right. How are you? Really good, thank you. Really good. How was Hoopla? It was it was excellent. Um, and I'm and like I said, I really am only just recovering. Um, but they um, it was a great show. And Sugar Babes, the original lineup of the Sugar Babes were incredible. And love, um, love a bit of Mutia. Yeah, who doesn't? Um, she's like a gay icon. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, Macy Gray was really good. I went into the UK Garage 10 with oh, Ro- love Romeo and Lisa Mafia, oh. um, which was really fun. Uh, the George Michael Disco, obviously he wasn't there, RIP, um, but um, but like it was really fun to, to go in and um, dance around to some of his tunes and stuff. Yeah, it was just a really nice day and it didn't rain, so we were very lucky. Happy days, that's what you want when you're outside and not much of it's covered. I mean, you just embrace it if it rains, don't you? To exactly, be honest, yeah. Always better if it is dry. And how about the old play, Jude? Did you manage to watch any of that? Yeah, I did watch a little bit of it, to be honest. I was, um, I watched the, I watched the, um, uh, the procession that happened on the Sunday and I watched some of the balcony appearances and all that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, what did you? Yeah, but I saw, um, Dipping in and out of it. Mm. Um, so I had a couple of birthday parties over the bankology weekend. So I did see bits of it. Saw um, all the icons on the buses coming down. <laughs> Kate um, Moss, the 90s bus looked brilliant. Kate Moss, Naomi Campbell, Patsy Kensett. Like, that's what the a dream. bus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels weird that it's all kind of come to an end now. Yeah, I kind of feel like the um, the star of the show really was Prince Louis of, of all oh, of bless people. Him. Um, he was certainly having a good time, wasn't he? And um, it <laughs> he was, was quite life. Yeah, it was nice. It was obviously at four years old. You can't really control a child in terms of like, you know, physically containing them. Um, so it was quite nice to see him like chatting away with the Queen on the balcony and stuff. Because to him, it's just normal it's, life, isn't it? Like it's yeah, not just his great man. Yeah, mad, isn't it really? Because I guess. Obviously, they don't know any different. So mm. normal is what you know. Um, so I wonder if he thinks everyone's great now as street parties for four days uh, and all these buses come along. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it? I wonder what age they sit him down. Like, I wonder if George knows one day he's going to be king. How do you tell a kid that? I actually think I read something about this once and it's like it's actually a really difficult thing because there's very little, like, there's not going to be like a book on it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, it happens to so few people. Um, but you obviously do have to tell them eventually because, you know, George in his mind might want to be a fireman or an astronaut or a, an actor or a singer. And he's not ever going to be able to do any of those things no. um, because his life is like predetermined, which is a really odd thing for someone to, to, be get, to get to grips with. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And to know that, You've kind of got that power that one day you're going to be in charge of. Yeah. It's the strangest thing. Yeah, I don't know how you would sit a kid down. I don't know if it'd be the most amazing news. Um, then I always think, what do the brothers and sisters think? Is there a little bit of jealousy? But do they think, oh, why can't I be? That's, yeah, that's yeah. the luck of the draw. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think like it's quite funny looking at like 
Prince George sort of sitting there, you know, clapping along, singing to Sweet Caroline, which is quite odd enough for like an eight-year-old, <laughs> eight-year-old boy. Um, and then Prince Louis is just like, eh, shut up, mum, like pulling her hair and like, you know, getting up and down. And it was, and you know, dancing on Prince Charles' lap. I am a Republican and don't really necessarily believe in the royal family, but I do think that it's quite nice to, if we're going to pay for them, we may as well see them. So, Absolutely. Um, so, you know, like it was quite nice to... And I wonder if the younger one is yours, because, I mean, not that we can date it back to many others, like you say, but I wonder if that's like, do you know how, how Harry and William were mm. kind of growing up? I wonder if the younger one, because they don't have that pressure that one day they're going to have the top job. Um, yeah, it's funny, but I guess as years go on now, you might not become king till quite late in life. Yeah, yeah, well, Charles is in his 70s, right? So... It's likely that, you know, Will won't be king until he, well, so he's just about to turn 40. He probably won't be king until, I imagine, mid-50s, early 60s. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I mean, it, it's a I'd long like, do it time. do in the 30s, really, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, like the Queen did, you know. Yeah, like she, get she, cracking. Yeah, get on with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, but, Bob, we have to talk about your um, your new TV show turn on um, Celebrity <laughs> Karaoke Club. I watched it last night after Love Island, and um, I was quite impressed. <laughs> what did you think? Well, you made it through for a start. <laughs> so, How? Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoyed it, actually. I thought, I thought it was... Um, I've seen I've seen it before, some episodes before, but it was quite nice to see someone you know in it, obviously, um, and um, and you know watch kind of the friendships. Well, you know, have you only been in there for a couple of hours, but watch people sort of get on and and sort yeah. of um, and all that stuff. But I mean, Bob, I will say your voice is is unique. It's yeah, that that's a word. That is definitely a word. That's a nice way of putting it. Um, I, I don't know how I got past episode one. I really don't. Um, <laughs> as anyone who's seen, clearly singing is not a talent of mine. I mean, I was really like in terms of. I think I knew, I uh, at least in terms of I'd met and worked with probably a good ninety percent of them. Obviously, I've met Rochelle before. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of them I've done jobs with before um, and have been quite friendly or have interviewed. So, because um, that's you, the thing as well, it's so secret squirrel. When yeah. you agree to do the job, you're really not allowed to know who does it. So, because I was the first in, you're just waiting for every single person to walk through the door and hope that you, you know them. Yeah, and yeah. Like them. <laughs> um, so, no, fun. I think it's on every night this week, so ending Friday. Um I wasn't sure if it was going to be a weekly thing, but I think it just goes throughout um, Monday to Friday, straight after Love Island. So um, I won't give no spoilers, but it's safe to say the singing doesn't get much better. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's karaoke. But this it? is what I said. I said, Bob, you know, you, you, you're very entertaining to watch. You know, it's not it's not all about the voice. Karaoke is not just about, you know, it's not about belting it out like you're Whitney Houston. Like it's yeah. um, it's about entertaining the crowds. Although you were in the bottom two, which I was I was a bit disappointed by. Yeah, but I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Is it quite weird though going into a show knowing that you're not particularly good at this thing and you and you're not going to get better? So just yeah. accept what happens. It, sort it's, of thing. The str- it's the strangest thing because in your head you know potentially how many days the job could be, um, but that's. In your head, you're thinking, well, that's if you can sing. And I'm thinking, the minute I pick up the mic and sing one song, I'm dumb. Um, so I kind of wasn't expecting to get past 
episode one, to be honest. And then when you're stood on a stage next to someone that can actually sing and you're in the bottom two <laughs> and kind of right, belting out, belting out, uh, what was it? The song, Wrecking, which is a bit, oh, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know the, 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 the tone or the, what, I can't even know the word. So uh, <laughs> I don't know how it goes, but he stood there giving his best Miley. And um, I thought, well, someone's out the back calling my Uber. I'll go to the hotel, get my case and I'm done. But uh, no, it was nice, uh, <laughs> nice that they kept me in. I think it was probably a pity vote, but um, oh. I'll take that. Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, a pity vote's still a vote, isn't it? I, exactly. I, do, I do kind of wonder if Chriselle knew what she was signing up for. She did seem <laughs> a bit like looking around like, what's happening? Um, but then, you know, once, once she had a few drinks in you, I think it was, um, she yeah. was as game as everyone else, wasn't she? She had me teaching her all different words. She wanted to, by the end of it, she, she's, She's she's pretty much Essex now. Oh yeah, she's like wanting to get and all yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> wanting to know everything. So uh, no, really bonded well with her. She's a lovely girl. Um, but that's the kind of thing as well. And I think not even just because of everything over the last couple of years. Paths with people that work in reality TV in America don't often cross over. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes. I guess it doesn't even matter particularly what the job is. Sometimes you just meet someone and you get on. But it's interesting to hear how things are the other side of the pond. Um, but yeah, I definitely don't think she knew what the gig was, bless her. Well, she turned up and she got through the first episode, so we'll have exactly. to see what happens next. Learn as you go, learn as you go. <laughs> um, so I did catch some of Love Island last night um, before uh, Celebrity Karaoke Club. Um, yeah, so it was the beginning of Series 8. It had a good good opener, three million people um, in watching. Yeah, really good. Um, and there was a bit of a twist with um, the public putting the couples together this time in the first mm. round rather than them doing it doing it themselves, um, which was interesting. I, I always wonder at this stage of Love Island, it's like, you know, all of those people could have gone in like a couple of weeks. It's like such a weird, like the setup of the show means there's such a turnover of people, doesn't it? Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I'll probably give it another little watch tonight and see see how things go. Did you, did you catch any? Yeah, so I saw... I think the, the last bit, I missed a bit in the beginning. Um, but yeah, like you touched upon, I think changing the format a little bit and mixing it up, I guess just keeping it a bit fresh. Yeah. Because um, by Series 8 as well, Islanders kind of know what, what the what the Exactly is. what is. Do you yeah, know what exactly, I mean? So yeah. I think it's kind of good to sometimes pull the rug from someone's feet and kind of catch someone off guard because that's never happened before. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of how that will pan out, because... There, there kind of will be no loyalty, I'm thinking, to who you've been paired with because mm-hmm. you haven't chosen. You haven't chosen them, yeah. And that's good you, point. I think from what you can see already, I think people aren't going to be sticking to them now because the decision was out of their hands. Mm. It's almost, do you almost rebel against it because people have wanted you to be with it or do you think the public want me to be with this person? It depends how you play in the game. Yeah, 100%. It's like, well, I guess it's like any reality show, but and, and like you said, like the longer it goes on, the more people are sort of aware of how to play it. There's multiple ways you can sort of play um, uh, Love Island. You know, you can keep it quiet. You can be really like loud and in your face. You, I think um, there's been some jokes going around about how um, no one recognised that Gemma Owens, uh, was it Gemma? Uh, uh, Michael Owens. Owens so, yeah, no one recognised that her surname was Owen, but it's like, 
Well, it's not that unusual of a surname. It's not like, a, do you know what I mean? It's not like her second name was Obama or something. Yeah. And everyone, like, Kardashian. Yeah, Kardashian. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, like, people, obviously at some point it will be discussed. She has quite a um, quite a famous father. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Um, I think they kind of, because is it the guy she's coupled up with? I think that's kind of as I tuned in, he was saying, have you been with an ex-footballer? Have you been with a footballer? Why are you asking? She must have asked him about football. Would he touched upon the, what level do you play or something? And she right, was like, no, right. I haven't been with one. Um, but I wonder, because obviously I know they get put in hiding, I think a week or so, maybe mm. two weeks before. But I think it's been rumoured for a while that Gemma Rowan's doing it. So I wonder if people have kind who's going to say it first I wonder if people are waiting for her to say it and they've already seen the speculation um, yeah, yeah who point. knows but the wild card uh, I wonder Mr is it David that David oh yeah yeah sexy David oh David um, yeah he's not so bad on the eye is he certainly not so um, I'll be intrigued to see I missed him coming in at the end because I was flipping between that and um, Boris Johnson's uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> confidence vote uh, news um, but yeah I mean so I missed that bit but I did see some clips today so um, so yeah I'm quite quite intrigued to, to see what happens next we'll keep our eye on it absolutely um, well, we have an exciting show coming up today we have um, Brittany Carter, Carter for, I was going to say fresh off The Apprentice but it happened, it happened a little while ago now probably was even filmed last year um, she was one of the semi-finalists, so it'd be great to have her to come in and chat. Then from Love Island last year, we have Brett Sandland, who's actually going to talk to us a bit about sustainability, which is quite in- interesting because uh, Love Island has long been sort of associated with fast fashion and, you yeah. know, the those kind of websites where, you know, I like that outfit and I'm going to get it uh, myself. This year, they're sponsored by eBay. Um, and it's a lot of, it's they're like curated wardrobes by a stylist and, um it's going to be quite interesting um, to talk to him about that. And also, yeah, how he came to sort of become pa- so passionate about it. Um, and then at the end of the show, we have Abby Quinnan um, on um, to talk about everything that she's been up to, um, which would be great. Um, so so first off, I think Brittany is here. So um, let's get her in and chat. Hello, guys. Bobby, Stephen, how are you? Really good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Really good, thank you. Really good. Did you have a lovely bank holiday? The old oh my God, Jones? it was amazing. Apart from getting torrential rained on in the middle of a field at a festival, it was Ooh. all funny games. Where were you? Where were you? I was at a festival in Bristol and it had no covering and it was torrential rain for about two and a half hours. I was like, no, no. but you couldn't get an Uber, so we just had to ride it out. What did you guys do? Just embrace it, don't you? By the to- Once you're wet, you're wet. Oh you my God, exactly. Everyone was like carrying bin bags over their heads. I was like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's happened to me before at a Michael Bublé concert in um in Hyde Park um with my sister and um I uh yeah we it, it was basically exactly the same everyone with bin bags over in the end we've been talking about the Platinum Jubilee did you see any of it yes I did did you guys watch it as well little bit little bit it's yeah bit. nice what did you think I thought it was really good what about you yeah, from what I saw, it looked really nice. Yeah. And I think as well, just a lovely four days for everyone to yeah. kind of just... But everything seemed to fall in them four days. I had two birthday parties. I think, that, like I said, there was a few festivals going on. Yeah. I didn't go to a festival. But uh, yeah. 
Yeah. But in between parties and uh, yeah. catching up with people, saw a little bit on the telly, which was nice. Yeah, that's good. I think in conclusion, every single week should have a four day weekend. That's what I'm drawing from this. I think <laughs> this is what we need to start. Okay. You don't have to argue that with me. I'm yeah. very much out for that. Yeah. So, so people yeah. would... Sorry, go on. But the only thing is that Monday needed to be a bank holiday as well because I was a bit knocked off. I was like, it's bank holiday, but I went in on a Monday. I was a bit confused. <laughs> I was knackered. It was absolutely <laughs> knackery. Um, yeah, so people would know you, obviously, for your turn on The Apprentice. Yes. Um, um, how has life been since that aired? What, was it, early, it was earlier this year, wasn't it? Um, yeah, me. so it aired literally in January. So it yeah. was January till March, but we actually filmed it the summer before. So yeah. literally in June. So, so a year ago. that secret from July and until January I've got a massive Jeez. mouth everyone I met I just wanted to scream and be like I'm on the apprentice but I was like no I'm in a strict agreement not to um, but yeah since going on to the show everything has changed mm. I get a few recognizers in the street which is nice. always fun I'm like yeah I'll have a photo um, the best thing was left my nine to five pursuing my business now and off the back of the show I actually got an active investor so I'm now Amazing. on board with an investor and we're launching the business which is going to start really soon so everything has changed and it's just been absolutely amazing. How did you find the process did you enjoy filming? Oh my god I loved it so at the beginning when you first get there Bobby it is so scary I remember sitting down and you had eight of these like crazy amazing businesswomen and you're all kind of trying to put your opinions forward trying to do the best you can but when the cameras are rolling I was like what the f have I done I was like mum I want to come home (laughs) but after you start getting used to it and you get to know people and you get used to the process you don't want to leave because you want to carry on in the process and you want to stay with everyone and have the experiences so I absolutely loved it after kind of the second task it was so good it's and such like odd, like the, the thing with the show is that you end up doing things that you would never, you're not expert in or like have no idea about, right? So it, w- were you pleased with how that, that sort of bit, parts of it went? Because you, man- you managed to get very far. I know. If you would have told me I'd be designing a driverless pod and then pitching <laughs> it to some of the biggest experts in the whole industry, I would have said, you're having a laugh. If you would have told me I'd be going on TV shopping, selling a blow up flamingo, I would have said, what are you guys on about? Um, But I think that is the best thing about it. You realise skills that you never thought you had. Mm. I'm tempted to go pursue a career in QVC at this point because I kind of (laughs) worked out that that's where my talents lie. But yeah, you are really tested in every single area. The scary thing about it is you're completely exposed. So every stupid bloody thing that you do is going to be broadcasted to 8 million people. So you've always got that in the back of your mind. Like, don't do something stupid. Don't do something stupid. Of course you do. And that's the thing that makes it on the show. So when you go in, you have to be prepared to make a bit of a twat out of yourself. And I think once you've kind of accepted that and you just go with it and just enjoy the process, that's the best way to do it. But yeah, it was just, it was amazing. And when you've watched it back, are you happy with how it's all been edited and how it looks as a show? Yeah, because before that, I couldn't even listen to my voice in a Snapchat story, let alone an hour on TV every single week. But by the end, I was watching each episode about six times. My family was so bored. They were like, you're watching yourself again? I was like, yes, I can't get enough. Um, so the way that it's edited, obviously, what happens is like two or three days of filming and you mm. see 20 minutes of the whole task. Mm. So obviously, there's going to be things that people might be disgruntled, didn't make it in, did make it in. But they have to show the narrative the way that it was so in the time that they have to cut it down it's very very fair the way that it went 
what's also interesting is you could be on another team to someone and they can say something they could say that something went a certain way and you watch it back and you're like that was all lies <laughs> you've been exposed <laughs> so yeah it's really funny seeing what the other team had done when you watch it back as well have you stayed close with anyone from the show the best thing is not even to be a cliche and use the word family that everyone does, but that's what it feels like. We're all so, so close. And um, Steph, who came third place, I basically squat her house two weeks out of the month. So I basically live with her. Harpreet and Catherine, the final four girls, were so close, but all of the boys as well. We got a group chat and we chat every single day. And the best thing is it didn't feel like I'm in competition with any of them. They're so supportive with our business. So if I need any advice or if there's any way that they can help me, everyone is so willing to. Everyone's at different stages in their business as well. And it's so good having people that have kind of been through what you're going through to give you advice and help you. And I think that having the network of those people, those candidates was one of the best things from the process. So we were very lucky this year, very lucky. And the thing is as well, when you do a show like yours, I'm guessing it's very much, you live that experience together. And even if people have done the year before or do the following year, no one will know the year you did. So you kind of have a bond that no one can understand, you know what I mean? So it, it makes you close. Even if you're not best of friends with everyone, you, you still have shared an experience that no one will ever forget. Absolutely. And what people see on the TV is, let's say, five minutes of a pitch or 10 minutes of a task, but they don't see the three hours before that where I was crying on Harpreet's shoulder saying, I can't do this. Or someone's coming and hugging you for advice, not knowing what to do. Or like four hour taxi rides when you're going from location to location with half an hour sleep. There's so much bonded involved because not only are you doing the task together, but you have to live together. We were mm. not allowed to leave the house. So the you are literally, house. it was like Big Brother without the camera, <laughs> quite literally. Yeah. So you are with each other constantly for those two months. And that builds a bond that's so, so close. And we were really lucky that everyone got on so well. Some of the memories in the house were actually so fun. I reckon there could have been like a spin off show. You know, when Big Brother used to be on and they'd have that 24 hour camera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they needed in the house. I would have watched that. So, what's your business now then? And what's the, so, the one you've got investment for? Yes. So, we've gone in a slightly different direction. My business is going to be called Oomph. And what we're launching is a clean energy drink. So, it's okay. natural energy, it's low calorie, it's got no sugars, and it's got amino acids and BCAAs. But what's different about this one is it tastes amazing. So, it tastes like you're getting all the sugar and all the really nice bits, but it's healthy for you and it's no sugar. So, it's launching within the next two months and it's called Oomph Drinks for anyone that's interested. Um, and my investors are actually already really well established in the drinks industry. They're called Tapped Cocktails. Oh, I, don't know I know Tapped. Yeah. yeah. So Jay actually said that he knew you, Bobby. He was like, yeah. that's what you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, it's just the best thing to come out of the show was meeting Luke and Jay from Tapped because they actually messaged me on Instagram like, look, you need some help and direction. I'm just going to give you some tips because we've been there and I ended up getting on a conversation with them and getting them to jump in on the business. So they Amazing. have helped me so much, but it doesn't feel like kind of like a business partnership where it's very serious and they're my investors. It actually feels like a friendship and that is oh. the best thing that you could ask for. So I just have been so, so lucky in the way that everything's planned out. So where are you at now? Is all your packaging designed? Have you 
have got photos of everything. I bet you're visualising it and seeing it. That is right. So what it. we've got is we've just um, got down to the final three flavours that we're going to go with. So we're going to go with Purple Rain. We're going to do Ooh. a Fruit Punch. And we're also going to do a Blood Orange. It's going to be the flavour. Oh, I love a Blood Orange. Oh, my gosh. It tastes amazing. It really does. And we're just finalising the branding now because we want to make sure that we get it absolutely perfect before we go to market. So we're taking our time. We've explored a lot of areas with the branding. So it's going to be something really, really special when it launches. Oh, exciting. It's so exciting. Like something that you've had in your mind for so long and you've actually brought it to life and it's coming to life in front of you is just the best feeling. Like I just feel so excited by it all. And is the aim to get it in supermarkets and stuff like that? Uh, Yes. That's correct. So we want to get it into obviously corner shops and supermarkets, but we also want to go for airlines. We want to go for gyms. We want to go for cruises. Basically, everywhere you turn, you would like a natural (laughs) caffeine drink. It's going to be there because the thing is, sometimes I don't want to go to Costa and spend five pounds on a two hundred calorie latte, but Mm -hmm. I don't want a Red Bull. There should be something in the middle. So that's kind of what we're going for. So there's a really big market that we're going to try and take over. Amazing. It's exciting. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. What was it about energy drinks that made you like what what made you go into that? So really, I am basically obsessed with caffeine. I have about four coffees a day. People think that's why I'm so bubbly. I'm like, no, that's my natural personality. The coffee just doesn't help. But, you know, it's summer. It's heavy to have coffees all the time. And I don't want to drink Red Bull because I'm trying to be health conscious. So that's where Mm -hmm. we were like, there's definitely a gap for a product that can kind of give you a natural caffeine boost without being so heavy. So that's why we've gone for that market. And we're really trying to kind of fit that gap. Awesome. And I yeah, think so it's, it's a huge, a huge market in energy drinks now, isn't there? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Like, yeah, I, I love a bit of caffeine. Um, yeah. And there's a couple, like a couple of energy. I always try and do a sugar-free one if I can. Yes. But sometimes you say you do lose a little bit of the flavour with yes. with some of them, don't you? But then if I have a normal, if I have a Red Bull now, it just reminds me of Jager bombs. Oh, no, same with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly and it feels weird drinking it. I, I have know. a sip and I'm like, oh, it's a Jager, but it's not. <laughs> I know. I get exactly the same thing. And then I'm like, now I want to get drunk. So it's never a good thing. Um, yeah, so there is other energy drinks out there, but the taste is lost when it goes with the no sugar. So we're using really good ingredients. We've gone with um, amazing recipe creators so that we can maintain that taste. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. You don't want to go and have a Red Bull all the time. And I drink a lot of coffee, but even having one Red Bull, it makes me go up and then massively crash down. So we're kind of trying to get that natural caffeine boost so it's more consistent for you as well. Awesome. I'm looking forward to trying As them. soon as we've got them, I'm going to be sending them straight out to you both. So expect a care package, okay? Oh, please. I, I will happily <laughs> take that. I'm a, I, do you know, I'm a, recent, I'm a recent convertee to caffeine. I used to be like quite bad with it. But the older I've got, the more I seem to have been able to take a little bit here and, ne- oh, here and there really? now. So you yeah. just never used to drink coffee previously? No, never. Not until maybe, oh, wow. uh, I don't know, so when maybe when I was about 34, 33, 34. Yeah. So it's a yeah. couple of years ago. Yeah, now 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 I'm well into it. So um, yeah, <laughs> now so you're like, why did I start? Yeah. I didn't <laughs> got do my eyes like, <laughs> um, Is this Honestly, like the beginning of? Uh, do you want to do more products, or is this like you want to focus on this? What's what's your thinking? Absolutely. So we want to bring out a whole range. So at the mm. moment we're starting with free flavors, and we're going to get that out into the world. And then kind of based on the feedback that we get is when we want to progress the range. So potentially bringing out alcoholic versions in the future as well. So yeah, we've got lots of avenues that we want to explore 
bringing new flavors into the range as well. So we want to get it out there, get feedback from the people, um, make amendments from there based on everyone's opinions and feedback and then expand from there. So it's going to be big. I'm already manifested it in my mind. We're going to take over the world. And three flavours, that's a good amount to come out with to start. So there's got to be something for everyone out of them three. And everyone's got to have a favourite, isn't they? Absolutely. And I love kind of a range of drinks that has a lot of variety. Like I love all of the Fantas yeah. and everything like that. So that's why we were like, we're going to go out and launch with free because it will be something for everyone. Um, and that's really what we wanted to make sure that we could do. And then people can like try their favourite. They'll have to buy free to see. So <laughs> there's loads of benefits. Love it. <laughs> it's really and that in time for summer perfect absolutely absolutely it's nice to, to see someone do the apprentice and come out of it and have like a real success story you know what I mean or like something they really enjoy doing it doesn't it's happen all like, the time yeah it's just like everything has changed and it's just been in such a positive way and it's like being able to kind of promote yourself to eight million people they really back you and I had a lot of positive responses when I came back from the public so now knowing that I can kind of get the word of my product out there it's just was the best thing that could have happened so I've left the process feeling so happy and even though I didn't win my best friend won so I'm buzzing for Harpreet as well so it's like it's been win-wins for everyone so yeah it couldn't have gone any better. And everything happens for a reason and sometimes actually on a lot of these shows you don't have to win to, to win. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it's not the winner that often does the, but do you know what I mean? So exactly. What's meant for you, Brit, will never pass you by. That's what I say. Absolutely. And I honestly believe that everything happens for a reason, particularly if it feels right. And throughout the application process, getting on the show, meeting my investors, in my gut, everything just felt like it was going exactly the way that it should have gone. And it was such like a peaceful feeling because I just knew that everything was going on the right track. And I just knew that this was the way that it was meant to pan out. And everything ended up working out perfectly to get to the point we are now. So I feel so grateful for it. So grateful. Please um, for you, babes. Thank I do you. just have to Thank ask, you. though, what's Lord Sugar really like? <laughs> so I am an apprentice super fan. So when I went in, it was the most surreal thing ever being that side of the television because it was like, I've seen this 16 times yeah. and I am here now. <laughs> I remember being stood there in the first boardroom like, I just couldn't believe it was real. I was like, it must be a dream. And the thing with Lord Sugar is he is harsh, but fair. He doesn't want anyone to make stupid mistakes because he wants to go into business with you. Yeah, so right, if yeah. you have done something stupid or you've done something snaky or you've made a wrong decision, don't you worry. He will know and he will bring it back to you in the boardroom. So, of course, it's scary because you're completely exposed to him, but he just wants the truth to come out and he's just fair based on your performance. But when you know you've done something wrong and you've got to go into the boardroom, it is the scariest wait outside ever. You know, when they film everyone in the waiting room, that can be like half an hour and it is just pure anxiety. You're just there like, can I go home? Yeah, it must be so. Yeah, sorry, Bob. Go on. Oh, I was just. Gonna, <coughs> sorry. Do you ever have a feeling? So when you're all sat outside, yeah. Do you kind of think I think so and so is going? Is there ever an indication? Oh, all the time. When you go in, obviously, to that initial um, outside bit, you don't even know which team has won. So you're trying to look at people's body language and look at the way that they're acting to try and work out if the other team's going to done a good job or not. But then once you go in, everything's running through your head, Bob. You're thinking, how many times has this person lost? What's their track record? How did they perform in this task? But you've also got to start thinking, if you lose, what are you going to say? 
like where are you going to pin the paper to the task so you really do need to think who you think is going to be going because you've got to protect yourself when you go in and you've got to have an argument so yeah you're constantly analyzing every bit of the situation well Brittany thanks so much for joining us oh. uh this evening really appreciate it and best of luck thank with you. oh this sounds like a great product can't wait to try I love some. speaking to you guys thank you so much <laughs> um, I'll come back on any time as well so just let me know yeah you're welcome <laughs> definitely <laughs> take care thank you. Have a lovely evening. Take you care. too bye bye, bye. <laughs> what a bubbly infectious character she is Absolutely. I'm looking forward to trying these drinks. Yeah, I could do with one now, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, our second guest, uh, Brett, is here. Uh, We've only got him for about 10 minutes, so let's get him in. Perfect. Hello, Brett. Hi, how are you doing? Really good, thank you. How are you? I'm really well, thanks. Good to see you. You too. Thanks for joining us. No problem at all. Uh, how, yeah, how you, sounds like you're somewhere pretty loud. Are you in a cafe or something? I'm in Soho House. Oh, it's all right. It's all right for some, isn't <laughs> I've, it? I've got, I've got a movie premiere tonight, so I'm literally just ah, stuck around the corner. Nice. Well, we'll keep it short and sweet. How, how have you been doing? How have you been keeping? Yeah, really well, thanks. It's been, um, it's been a little bit overwhelming, but it's like mostly good news, so I'm really grateful. So, uh, yeah, kind of plow forward and positive night up. How have you found life since, since the show? Um, it's been a bit turbulent, like a bit up and down. When I came home, it was quite um, quite tough because I had quite a lot of criticism. And, um, yeah, just the reaction to the public was quite bad for me. Um, but, you know, since then, I've tried to get hold of my own narrative and um, try and show people who I really am online. And social media has definitely helped me. So, um, yeah, I'm really I'm grateful now and much more positive. When you say like there was some negative, was that like social media in terms of trolls and stuff, did you find... Yeah, I get quite a lot of abuse online and, um, you know, people calling you, like, all sorts of names under the sun, just from something they've seen on TV. I'm sure you're as well aware of what what people are shown and who you really are can be quite different, so, um, yeah. yeah. And did you watch, obviously, the new, the new series has started, Series 8, have yeah. you watched it? Yeah, I watched it last night. We uh, a couple of friends had a little watch party with uh, Murad Morali. You know, it's on uh, YouTube. Oh, yeah. And uh, me and uh, my friend Amber Gill, we went to watch. So we're all like caught up today and ready, ready for the next one. Literally, as soon as it finishes, like right, next episode, let's go. Come on. Base <laughs> <laughs> is that even the case? Even though you had a bit of a bad experience, you're still really into the show. Yeah, I think I think now because I have a different perspective of what the show's like, um, I'm kind of a little bit invested, but in a different way. I want to see how you know, the contestants are doing, and I'm checking in with the people running out now. So, um, yeah. Um, what do you think about Love Island ditching, like, their fast fashion sponsorships that they've always done? It's a huge positive. Um, I'm really, really happy about the news. I think it can be a really big, like, social impact from this and change social perception about, like, secondhand fashion um, and just a little bit more awareness around, you know, we don't need new things all the time. Um, and came from the planet and came for our clothes as well, which is great. Because they're sponsored by eBay, aren't they now? Yeah, I think eBay is such a great one because we've all used it for like, you know, secondhand electronics and books or furniture and toys. And now we're just saying, yeah, go to the same place, but, you know, look at some clothes because there's some really cool clothes on there now too. Yeah, definitely. And a show like Love Island's got such a reach to, to the younger generation, isn't it? That I think... If it just plants that seed and people start looking on their 
yeah. um, it, it can have a huge impact. Yeah, this is this is the audience that have been like pummeled with marketing about you know fast fashion, buying loads of stuff, always needing something new, and the audience is so large that we can have a really good like big impact by captivating that audience and you know teaching them about this new avenue of fashion. How, how did you kind of develop an interest in in the sort of fast fashion industry and, and all of that? Mine, mine came through modeling and just being basically being around a lot of clothes um, through work. And I was kind of starting to pay more attention about like how many clothes I wear out of my own wardrobe and, um, you know, where were they made and who were they made by and what am I going to do after I'm done with them? Um, and I, I started to look at my wardrobe and think, I don't wear loads of this stuff. I don't want to throw it away either. And uh, my dad, who's someone who's like, we've lived very like frugal and parsimoniously. And it's always like, look after your stuff, buy stuff that lasts long and, Make, make sure you take care of it um, so it kind of just grew and stemmed from that really. and, and it can only be a good thing can't it though to say the fact that and, and it's kind of like a huge statement for the show to completely switch its yeah. to, to kind of go that route yeah I think the, the like potential this could have in terms of impact can be like really really big and that's why I'm so excited about it and I think it's a really good um, change that the show has done because their first, first of all, like, compared to all the other dating shows, and because fast fashion was so intertwined with the show, like whilst you're on the show, all the ad breaks, the influences that come out of it after, like fast fashion is just everywhere with the production. So for them to say, yeah, we're taking out that element, it's such a big change. And um, that's why I was, yeah, really, really welcome that change. And do you think the decision was done due to like the pressure of people talking about this sort of stuff more? Do you think it was an economic reason? I think, um, you know, people being outspoken and a bit of a bitch online um, probably helps. Um, but also, I think um, if you look at like forecasts and trends, it shows that like secondhand fashion is massively on the rise and fast fashion is predicted to take a bit of a dip. So they're maybe like first to that curve um, and trying to get ahead of the game. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, pressure from environmentalists and people online definitely helps people move. So yeah, they're both. Would you like to see any other changes made to the show, Britt? Um, I think there's always changes to do with like um, transparency on the show and with contestants and like diversity and inclusion for sure. Um, but I think in terms of like marketing in particular, I would love for like other, you know, more ethically minded brands to like jump on it too and not be scared of like using people from reality TV to create brand awareness. Um, I think if you look at like the numbers from the show, it's one of the most watched shows on television. So some brands will shy away from working with people just because of the reality TV connotation. But we're all in this to like better the planet and better ourselves. So why not? I was really grateful that I met some really cool people whilst I was there. Um, they're not like the typical reality TV people. Like they're interested and they're smart and they're uh, well versed in like political issues too. So there's, there's a really good mix of people that go on the show. Mm. What did you make of the What did you make of the first episode? Were there any uh, characters that you're thinking that'll um, that'll be standouts? It's interesting. I um, I really like India. I think she's a cool character, um, good personality, and you can tell like she's not going to take any nonsense yeah, off anyone. Take any shit? No, definitely not. Yeah, and she's she looks brilliant, um, and her personality is really really cool. Um, and I think the boys are going to have quite a competitive uh, time amongst them. They all seem like a bit. They all seem lovely, but I can definitely tell there's like competitive bone in a lot of them. So um, it's going to get interesting. 
Uh, yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, well, Brett, thank you so much for speaking to us. Um, Not at all. Pleasure. And, um, and best of luck uh, with what with the future. Uh, and also have fun at your premiere tonight. What, what is it you going to? It's the new Jurassic World. Oh, oh nice. amazing. Okay, yeah. very nice. Uh, well, cool. enjoy. Thanks so much. Have so a lovely, lovely evening. Today. Thanks for joining us, Brett. Thanks, mate. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Oh, bye. It's interesting Jurassic with the world. Yeah, oh, we're going to say Jurassic Park, <laughs> and, and now we're on like uh, movie number seven or something. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, that's scary, isn't it? So, what was you saying, babe? Um, it's funny talking about the fast fashion thing. It's actually, funnily enough, a conversation that I had with some friends just this weekend about people stopping, um, not necessarily not buying, um, still buying stuff from the high street, but stuff that's made from brands that have like more ethical backgrounds and stuff. Mm. Um, and I think people are definitely thinking about it more and more um, and, and are maybe willing, if you've got the fun, if you've got the means, because you know, not everyone does, to spend a little bit more money on the clothes, but know that they have been made well, ethically, and they're going to last you. So you'll yeah. keep them for 10 years. You know what I mean? 10, 15, 20 years. Um, and it seems like there's that. I, I see what you think. I see what you're saying, saying. There's more and more people interested in it. Yeah, and I really I do think it's a it's a bold thing for for Love Island to to do. Like I say, for, for years they've always had, um, well, majority of their sponsorships have always been fast fashion, haven't yeah. they? Really, if yeah. you think about it. Um, so to kind of say like we're we're going to do eBay and send the Islanders outfits that have come from eBay, I think it could only be a good thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll have to see if they get some crazy, some crazy fun stuff in addition to the bikinis and swim shorts. Yeah, you know, well, I'm excited to see what Elton John style feathers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, our final guest, um, Abby Quinnan, is here. So let's get her in. Hello. Hello, Abby. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, I've been very much enjoying your uh, yours and AJ's trip to Ibiza. It looked like you had a gorgeous <laughs> little holiday. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, we actually we went on a cruise for a week and it was actually like an adult's cruise. So we spent most of the time like partying and getting drunk. It was a bit crazy. But we had a lot of fun. I've never done a cruise, but I've heard they're meant to be so much fun and the food's meant to be amazing. Yeah, no, definitely. I actually worked on a cruise um, before I met AJ. I was uh, a dancer in Cats, the musical. So I was oh, on wow. that rock whole year whereas this time I got to be a guest and it was it was really amazing I loved it oh how was Ibiza incredible you need to already after Ibiza though didn't you that's how I felt (laughs) coming off this cruise honestly it was exhausting but um O Beach went to and the wiki where it was definitely a a night to remember So how have you Love been? That. I mean, obviously, a lot of people will know you for your relationship with AJ and and obviously, you know, you've got your own professional experience too. And then obviously you had a pretty terrible accident that happened to you. Is it 18 months ago now? Uh, yes, I think it's, yeah, just over a year, probably maybe 15 months ago. I can't exactly remember, but um, yeah, it feels like yesterday, to be honest, but I have come a, a very, very long way, which I'm very proud of myself for. Yeah, how has life been since then? And, and if you could just talk to anyone that doesn't know, just talk us through a bit about what happened. Yeah, so it was like during lockdown, everyone was doing these home hack videos and AJ was going on about this one that had like 9 million views and it's how you um, turn a wine bottle into a vase. 
And it's supposed to be like really simple and easy. We watched the tutorial and it was like followed the step-by-step instructions and I was meant to be filming. So I was stood like at least two meters away from AJ. And as he um, tied a rope around this wine bottle and lit it with, um, with a lighter, it literally just blew up and the flame exploded. He moved his arm like sideways and it just instantly caught my hair and, and my neck and then under my arm and, I just had to like roll on the floor to try and get the fire out. That didn't work. So I then ran into the living room and got like a really heavy blanket and tried to pat the um, flames out. Um, So after that, obviously, AJ took me straight to um, A&E. I was in there for, I think it was seven nights. Um, And then since then, I've had three operations. I go back every six weeks for different treatments like laser. I had microneedling yesterday. Um, the NHS have been absolutely incredible. Like they come up with new ideas to try and help my scars every single time I'm there. So, um, yeah, I'm really grateful to them for a hundred percent. Because have you had skin grafts as well now to help? Yeah. So I had, um, two aloe grafts, which is when they take someone else's skin and they put it on top of your skin. Because when I was in hospital, I got an infection, so they couldn't take my own skin. And then the third third operation I was able to have my skin graft and that's when they used my own skin and covered it up I mean you've been incredibly brave to talking about it and being very open about it and and um yeah how, how has life been since it happened I mean it's it's become a big part of your your personality now almost isn't it absolutely I mean at the beginning it was just the worst thing in the world I didn't want to go out I didn't want to see anyone I didn't want to talk about it um but then I just my basically the the doctor that I had that did my operation she was literally like you have to speak to someone about it if you don't speak to someone about it you're never going to get over it and she was like you have to have these therapy sessions that we're offering you like if you don't you're going to struggle forever and I remember that like so vividly so I did take up her advice and I went and I had therapy with the NHS and it really did um really helped I mean the person that I was having probably thought I was a crazy woman crying every single time I was speaking to her but she massively massively helped and also being able to talk about it openly with like the public and with the sun and lots of people also got in contact with me like trying to like shed light on my story saying like oh, this is what happened to me like 10 years ago you would never notice my scars now like honestly there's so many amazing things that they can do now and it's just incredible and also people now still message me saying that if they've gone through something similar or like a kettle burn or um just any sort of burn they always try and reach out to me and they're like can you give me some tips and I'm more than happy to help anyone that's going through something that I went through because having those people there just made me feel like I had someone uh, to speak to. I felt like AJ or my family who was trying to be like, oh, are you okay? I felt like they didn't understand how I was feeling, whether, whereas people who had been through it, I really actually like was able to connect with them and like just talk through our, our situations, which really, really helped my recovery 100%. And that's the thing, I guess, especially after an accident like that, so many people's mental health, the mm. knock-on effect and confidence would be affected off the back of that. So by speaking about it is, is probably a way of, of dealing and processing it and helping your mental health. Absolutely. And I even spoke to um, Katie Piper and Claudia Winkleman because her daughter, she also, oh, yeah. she, she got burnt sure. as well. Um, she had 14 surgeries, so I was literally couldn't believe that. I thought three was bad enough. Um, but speaking to them 
helped me so much. And Katie Piper, she gave me loads of tips of, on like clothes to wear and stuff because I would have to wear a compression vest um, 23 hours a day. So it was like I couldn't find anything to wear. That was another thing that I absolutely hated. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like a community now. I feel like people who are burned, we all kind of group together and we talk to each other. And it's really nice to have that support from each other. And how amazing for something so horrific to be able to help someone that that's happened to since, you know, to, to be able to reach out to someone. Because with all the best intentions in the world, if someone hasn't suffered themselves, there's only probably so much someone can relate or help. It, it takes someone that's been through it and lived it to, to give advice and to understand. Absolutely. And I'm more than happy to help whoever. If they message me on Instagram or however they want to get in contact, I'm more than happy to help out. And in terms of surgeries now, are you yeah. done? Yeah, so a couple months back, um, they actually told me that they don't think I'm going to have to have any more surgeries. So I was amazing. over the moon with that. Really, really That's happy. Amazing. And how do you feel about your body now? Um, it's definitely been like a roller coaster kind of ride. Um, I feel, I actually feel more confident now. I don't know why it is. I think it's because I don't care as much. Like I'm just happy to be here. It could have been a whole lot worse like I could have lost my hearing I could have lost my eyesight I could have not even made it through so I'm just like living life to the fullest I don't care as much anymore the way that I look um so I just feel like it's massively changed me and everyone has said like you're so much more confident how, how is that how, like how is that even possible and I'm like I just I just feel grateful to be here absolutely has it has it had an effect on your work um, it did at the beginning because I'm a dancer. I couldn't mm. go to like um, auditions. I, it was also the confidence of going to an audition as well um, and having other people like look at my scars in their room. So um, at the beginning, it did definitely like take a toll on my work. Whereas now I'm, I'm back auditioning. I'm back in the room. I don't, I don't mind. I know what, what to wear now. And yeah, no, it, it's not affected me now. Whereas before it did for quite a long time. Abs, I've got to ask, babe. You AJ been together, what, about three years now? Three years, yeah. Is there a ring on the horizon? <laughs> I think you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I really hope so. He is amazing. I literally couldn't have thanked him enough. He was my carer the whole time. I was in bed, like, for months and months and months, and he would literally feed me, feed me my... Um, he would clean my wounds. He'd feed me all of the drugs that I was taking. I was taking 27 tablets a day. So he was just literally my rock. So very, very thankful for him. So if he drops down to one knee with a ring, you're going to say yes. Um, can I, can I say that? As long as you can. <laughs> yeah, I probably would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your relationship like? Obviously, yeah, three years is, is a long time, and especially in sort of the public eye. Like, yeah. you, must, you must be very trusting, especially after what you've been through. What, what's, it, what's it like with, with, with AJ day to day? Um, I think definitely what happened definitely brought us closer together. We was close before, but this literally brought us incredibly close, and I trust him literally with my life now he's been so amazing and um, what are we like day to day we're just like a normal couple really we we like to go out for food and stuff we like to go and party which I think that's a good thing when you're in like a couple together it's nice to be able to go out together and, and just enjoy friends and and each other mm. absolutely 
And you had Curtis sleeping with you for a while, didn't you? He's gone now. We did. He's only just left. (laughs) (laughs) Is it it nice having your own space, just the two of you? (laughs) It does feel very strange, but I I do like it. But I I do miss him because he always just used to make us laugh. Like, whatever he would do, it would just always make me laugh. And he's got all the jokes. So I miss him a bit, but also it is a whole lot cleaner here now (laughs) compared to when he was in. Is he the messy one then? Messier than the brothers? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. AJ's a clean freak. He's got actual problems. (laughs) (laughs) He's definitely got OCD. (laughs) Well, you have to deal with that then on top of, you know, yeah. Um, What what about you, for you personally, what have you got coming up? Have you you got some dance projects or anything? Um, So I'm still auditioning now for stuff, which is really exciting. I've also got a really exciting campaign that I'm going to be doing, but I can't tell you what it is. Um, But yeah, I've got lots of really exciting stuff coming up, which I can't wait to share with everyone. So 22 is going to be a good year. Yeah, I'm very excited. I can't wait. Does it feel as well a bit like, obviously, you know, because the dance industry, well, all all entertainment industries have really badly affected over the last couple of years. Has it been a bit of a slow process getting back into it? Oh, absolutely. There's been hardly any auditions. I could probably count maybe like five auditions I've had this year. It's that slow. Mm. It's it's really upsetting, really. Um, But I have heard that like next year there's going to be lots more new shows coming in I don't know how long they'll last but um there is like new shows coming out which is exciting and I guess off the back of everything every audition that becomes available I guess so many people are all trying to get the same job because everyone's in the same situation thousands and thousands and I know the other day they had a Mamma Mia audition it was an open audition and um there was literally hundreds and thousands of people lapping around um i think it's jury lane um there was so many and people like got there for four o'clock in the morning and then there was only like maybe 200 people that got seen so everyone else had to be sent away whereas they'd been waiting there literally like 10 hours all day and for this one audition Um, and yeah them numbers show you how how crazy things are then even still so it's probably going yeah. to take the rest of the years for things to kind of get back to some kind of normal. Yeah, definitely. It will take some time. Um, well, Abby, thank you so much for joining us this evening. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you and, so much for having me. And um, and best of luck with all the things you're coming up and the exciting plans you can't tell us about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say yeah, hi no, to AJ so as well. Yeah, I will do. Love. Abby, quickly, just before you go, babe, really yeah. random. Where's your lamp from? I'm looking for the same lamp in the corner. You know, like the studio light. Yeah. Um, let me ask AJ one sec. AJ? <laughs> I'll ask him, wait there. I've, I've been looking for this lamp and I can't find it anywhere. I, 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 I'm now asking guests where their furniture is from. Is it from Habitat? I feel like I've seen it. Where's your lamp from? Bobby's asking. <laughs> that lamp. He's going to be like, Wilco's. <laughs> so sorry, Bobby. He says he doesn't know. He's going to find out for you. Oh, no worries. Thank you for asking anyway, babes. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Have a lovely, lovely evening, Lovely to darling. see you. Thank you, Thank too. you. Take care. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a shame. You didn't get your furniture option sorted. But, um... it's, do you ever have that with... Um, it might not necessarily be furniture. Sometimes it can even be an item of clothing. You know when you're ready what you want. Yeah. And you walk around it. shops trying to find it. But I know the lamp obviously exists. But so I've done that before. I've looked in clothes shops for a shirt. And it don't even exist. Bit in my head, I know what I want. Um, but the minute I saw it, I've clocked it. The whole interview, I kept thinking, when's the right <laughs> time to ask about this lamp? I thought, ask at the end. 
Well, you, I mean, you are still Google. you're still furnishing your your place, I guess. Yeah, and I've got the perfect place. space for it, and I've, mm. I I know that's the exact lamp, and I know where I want it to be. Um, but I just can't find the lamp. More yeah. on that next week. <laughs> <laughs> the chronicles of Bobby's yeah, lamp hunt. <laughs> desperate to find out where where you're going to get your new lamp. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had the same thing with this one that I got. Took me. Uh, well, I don't know, maybe six months to find it in the end. Um, Did you know what you wanted and just couldn't find it? Yeah, yeah, I'd seen it at a furniture fair and then I found this woman on Etsy that made them. So that was that. So, oh, that's a good shout. I always forget yeah. about Etsy. Yeah, it's good. Etsy's a good one. Yeah, that is would, a good one. That's a good recommend. shout. Have a little look. Um, so, Mr. Well, Stephen, this week, what you got planned? Uh, yeah, well, what have I got planned? Um, I, a bit like you, I've got a couple of friends' birthdays, um, and then I'm actually I'm going I'm going to do a bit of um, talking about furniture, vintage furniture shopping on on Sunday with oh, a friend. Nice. Um, so yeah, um, but that's about it. I think. Are you looking for anything in particular? I've seen this. This is the geekiest thing ever. I've seen this framed picture. Well, it's not a picture. It's a framed um, poster, I guess, of the. Um, the day of the moon landing, like the front newspaper front page, day of the moon oh, landing. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I, I saw it in this in this shop, and I was like, mm, and I've undenied about it for ages, and I'm like, no, I'm going to get it. And so they've still got it in stock, so I'm going to go and um, hopefully go and get that this weekend. That's about it, though. What about you? We've got we've got you've got a week of you um, performing yeah. on karaoke club. <laughs> yeah, to look a, forward a week to. of me singing, which everyone will be pleased to know. Um, not that I'm confirming how many days or shows I mean, <laughs> sure, but uh, sure. do keep watching RTV2 after Love Island every night. Um, do you know what? I don't actually know this week. I think I'm just getting straight again after after the Jubilee in the last four days. I've kind of always had this thing at Bank Holiday where it throws, it throws me out of sync with days. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, I um, but And also trying to find a lamp. So uh, priorities and all that. <laughs> busy, 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 be busy. Um, uh, well, uh, great show as ever. Um, nice, varied guests this evening. Lots to talk about. Um, yeah. And uh, until next time, everyone. Goodbye. Bye, guys.